Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Terrell. Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that is never surprised by transparent natures of white supremacy. Um, today's episode is called Zimmerman Equals Rittenhouse. We're going to get into a lot of the feelings that people are having regarding the Ahmad Arbery case, as well as the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict that both happened within the last week. I've been um, in recovery currently because I got some new titties, but um, other than relishing in newfound joys and parts of my body uh, being aligned with my actual mind, I'm thrown into these uh, kind of fits about what's been happening lately. So we already know um, Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> was found uh, not guilty, was acquitted on all charges uh, regarding his murdering two people at a peaceful protest that was turned into violence. I love how, like, not to get off topic, not to get off topic, because this is outside of the normal realm of my intros, not to get off topic. Let's get, uh, we'll get into that. Um, once again, my name is Camryne Aileen Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos. I want you to say that shit with your whole chest or feel the wrath of four decades of loss and disappointment. <laughs> Once again, this is the show that is never surprised by transparent natures surrounding white supremacy. So, oh, why am I upset? I'm upset because, once again, uh, this is a situation where white men are protected by laws, or other words, just are able to move goalposts for the sake of white supremacy. In my lifetime, this is not the first time this has happened, so I'm not surprised. But, like, it really is not, like, missed on me how some of these white allies out here, uh, i.e., uh, uh, white, the white heartbroken, are so hurt by the fact that this happened. So surprised that this is uh, happening. Like, it didn't happen six years ago. Oh, you don't remember Okay, so let's do a little bit of, I'm going to take you back in time. First, let's make a stop in 2005. So, in 2005, Florida became the first of nearly two dozen states to pass a law called the Stand Your Ground Law, which removed the requirement to retreat. Before, when you committed, uh, when you were in danger uh, or um, in a situation that could become a possible fatal act on someone else, you were required in your defense to try to retreat first. Uh, in 2005, Florida took that part of the law and they turned it into the stand your ground law itself. If you felt at risk or at harm on a park, in a street, at a baseball game, in your yard, you could use lethal force to defend yourself. Now, we all know that fast forward to 2012, this law was enacted and put under lots of scrutiny because uh, something um, very surprising happened uh, back then, which wasn't surprising to black people back then at all either. A 17-year-old uh, youth named Trayvon Martin was shot in Sanford, Florida by George Zimmerman, in two, uh, and that happened in February of 2012. 
Now, what Zimmerman stated was that he was um, he felt like he was under attack. He was pushed to the ground. He felt like his head was going to be hit in the ground. He was under dire circumstances. So he shot Trayvon Martin. But we all know what really happened. What really happened was George Zimmerman, a fake vigilante wannabe volunteer, decided that he was going to profile a child for wearing a hoodie and carrying what he thought was a gun, which we all found out later on was a soda. Um, why I'm not surprised by Kyle Rittenhouse getting um, acquitted in the last week is <laughs> because it already happened. It's already happened in my lifetime. A white man throwing himself into the fray of a situation, causing it, and then screaming self-defense after the fact. This, like I said, this law was enacted in 2005, but since 2005, there have been thousands of incidences of white men inserting themselves into instances that become violent and then screaming self-defense. This law has protected them for the most part. So now what we're hearing in this situation with the whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing, what I'm hearing as a black person is now white men can cross state lines, cause incidences that incite violence, and then use self-defense as a means to dispatch minorities. That's what I hear. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me there's some kind of difference. Uh, how white people signal each other through legal uh, legalese and through the law is that they, um, white supremacists particularly, is what they do is they then study this law. They then place themselves in the instances where this law could be put into play, even though it might be tactfully put together. Like, like, like it might be tacky as hell how they do it. So you're saying that you can cross a state line with a weapon you're not old enough to carry. You can also be driven across those state lines by your parent. You could walk into a situation to the air quotes, defend a fucking building and you can kill two people because you felt threatened when you wouldn't have felt threatened back across state lines on your couch with your parent being a child. Now, in this instance, everybody keeps reflecting to how Kyle Rittenhouse was a child when he did this. But when Trayvon Martin was killed, at the same age Kyle Rittenhouse was at when he did this crime, Trayvon Martin was 17 and was described as a, uh, a man, an adult, an attacker, the aggressor. You're, not, you're surprised by this still. All of you are still surprised by this. I'm disgusted with the fact that people are like, I can't believe this is happening. Like in my 41 years of existence, this has happened hundreds of times. Like I said, it's in, in, in some instances, even white women, white women can put themselves into a situation out of nowhere. Some a situation that has nothing to do with them. They can infiltrate this situation. They can exacerbate it to violence and then they can claim self-defense. And now a courtroom is stating for the record, causing a precedent that you can cross a state line. You can insert yourself into the business of others and you could put the public at risk as long as you are white and you say self-defense afterwards. Tell me where I'm lying. So let's let, let's wait. Let's weigh in. George Zimmerman walked so Kyle Rittenhouse can run. Sure, Kyle Rittenhouse got found not guilty. 
But in the public opinion, he'll never be not guilty. We all know exactly what he did. We all know exactly why he did it. And then the audacity to get on Tucker Carlson. Uh, Tucker Carlson did an interview with him. You know how I feel about Tucker Carlson. Talk, Tucker, holler at me anytime you want to about that fucking fight I want to set up with you. I really want to throw hands. Like, you are problematic to the core. And I, I just want to beat the brakes off of you. We can do it for charity, bro. I mean, if you think that you are, um, you got better hands, let me know. But back to what I was saying. So, Tucker Carlson... Another problematic white man interviewed, um, this is funny, this part is funny. So he interviewed Kyle Rittenhouse. And in his um, interview of Kyle Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse states that he supports Black Lives Matter. Does he now? Oh, so that's not like a dog whistle. That's not like a, a cheap shot. That's not like a low blow. Well, it didn't land the way he thought it was going to, because when he did, anybody who's privy to the land of Twitter, we all got to see why Kyle Rittenhouse was actually being supported. He wasn't being supported because he was in the right. Not by the not by the explanation of most of the people who were making all these Twitter tweets. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse was being supported because he was deemed to be like anti BLM which he is. Uh, he was also deemed to be super racist because there's pictures of him with the white power symbol and wearing all lives matter shirts before all of this happens only for him to like, then like kick, <laughs> kick the families of his victims while he was down and state how he supported BLM. He supported BLM so much that he went to a BLM protest and shot protesters. And conservative Twitter proved to America that it was never about the, the right to carry. It was never a right about the defense of property. What it was actually about, <laughs> what it was actually about was white supremacy and racism. It was about conservatives believing that if a person is of a different race or culture, that they are deserving of death, no matter the circumstances, that white people are allowed to police everyone. That was what it was about. No one gave a shit about those buildings being on fire, being on fire, most likely. And because I, I took I, I, I participated in a lot of protests over the summer and in doing so, what I generally noticed was that situations were always peaceful until the 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 act until the police became active in those situations or counter protesters showed up to, to say we were rioting. By causing riots, by placing bricks, by setting off destructions of buildings, by busing windows, by destroying police cars. All of this stuff was done by counter-protesters and still blamed on protesters. So as much as we like to call fucking protest riots, we never call Trump protest. We never call them riots. We call them rallies. But they're the most violent disgusting ignorant things that you can go to have you heard some of the stuff that they say at these things i mean how in 2021 are we so surprised when literally george zimmerman was allowed to walk free from killing trayvon martin less than a decade ago 2013 i want to say yeah it was 2013 like that's not that long ago that's less that's less than a decade but everybody was super surprised i was not surprised at all i was not surprised at all White privilege was on full display. This judge said that the victims could not be called victims. So he dehumanized them after death. Like the 
audacity. Like the audacity. That's only the only people who have that kind of audacity is white men and women. The prosecutor in the Ahmad Arbery trial, um, the defense stating during closing arguments, like dehumanizing uh, Ahmad by bringing up the conditions of his feet and toenails. Not that he was shot several times with a shotgun by men who hunted and lynched him, but that his toenails are dirty. Which, like, who? How do we know that that's fucking true? How do like? Why was that like the focal point? Point to just dehumanize a person. Now, swinging over to the Ahmad Arbery trial, those three men were found guilty. Those three men were found guilty because of the sheer audacity of the crime they committed. One. They held a man hostage. They terrorized him. They chased him. They hit him with a car. They threatened him. They did all kinds of things to him. And in his trying to get away, he was murdered. Once again, it was another instance where three white men stated that their lives were in danger when they caused the situation that killed Ahmaud Arbery. So what do we learn from 2020 and 2021? We've learned that when white men have a bad day, People die. White men attacking Asians, white men attacking Muslims, white men attacking other white white people, white men attacking women, white white men men attacking trans people, uh, LGBTQ people. We just learned that in 2020, that when white men have a bad day, all those other minority groups are in danger. Now we're learning that when white men are fearful for their lives in situations that they place themselves into that they now have the right to murder. It's no different than back in the 1860s where they, well, 1850s where they had to pass a law making casual murder. Okay. Because the amount of murders being done to black slaves by white women, it's no different. It's a law to protect them from going to jail. It's a law to make it easier to murder someone by dehumanizing them with legalese. If we cast the law down that that blankets everyone into this like this gray area that only white people can manipulate, then there will be lots more murders and there will be lots more acquittals. That's what it is. It happened in the 1850s. It happened in the ni- early 1900s. It happened in the teen 1900s. It happened in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. It's started in the early 2000s. It's still happening. It's literally that's a, a almost a 200 year span almost a 200 year span where this is happening and y'all fucking surprised y'all surprised Kyle Rittenhouse got off y'all really surprised what that tells me by your surprise face when this thing was happening your bleeding heart on your poster but I can't believe this is happening what that tells you is that you weren't listening to it, uh, listening to us before once again proving that like performance allyship is a thing that white people can fall into very easily because it's all encompassing That means that you're not studying what we're saying. You're not listening to the things that we say. You're just stepping in for that savior spot at that one moment. And if it's too hard for you to mentally deal with, you'll check out. The newest names that are being said is the ones that you remember. You don't remember police officers raping prisoners. You don't remember uh, uh, cops raiding things and setting people's homes on fire. You don't remember the crack epidemic. You don't remember like... Jump out squats, taking people's parents in the middle of the night. You don't remember KKK rallies. You don't remember um, crosses in people's yards burning. And I'm only describing things that I have had to become privy to 
in my 41 years of life. You're not aware of how hard the actual of existence of me has been has been. And that tells me that you're not a there's no such thing as a real ally. It's aggressive surprise. It's harmful because what it tells us is that you haven't been listening for at least as long as I've been alive. You know how I know you haven't been listening because you don't have black friends until there's a problem in society that requires you to have one. Take a moment and look at your own fucking friends list. Take a moment. Type in your Facebook profile, hit your password really quick, and then just look through the first hundred people in your fucking friends list. See how it's changed over the last two years. And see what it's reverting back to now that you're tired and you have ally fatigue. If you and your besties and it's seven or eight of you and it's all white women, then that's why you don't know this is happening. This is why that's why you're surprised. If it's me and my homies out for a fucking game and it's 10 of you sitting in a chair and you're all white men. There you have it. God damn it. You only have us for the sake of saying that you have black friends when these things happen because your world perspective is always askew compared to the rest of the world because you're the problem. You're surprised by this because for once in your life, you stepped outside of your bubble and you took the time to learn something, but you just gleaned it. Really? You didn't listen to anybody who was around you. You only took what you could see in writing. You didn't listen to anyone's lived experience. You haven't sat down with anyone and, and asked them how they really felt about how this happens. Ask a black person how they feel about this really happening. Here's the thing. We're harmed by Kyle Rittenhouse, and this is the one instance where we didn't need to be. Kyle Rittenhouse killed two white men. Right. And here we are still hurt and want to reach out and want to help. And to be on my on my end, we shouldn't. We should let you lead this time. You you get the you get the floor. You get the space you always wanted. You are finally you finally have a monochrome of oppression. Kyle Rittenhouse was allowed to cross state lines with a weapon that he wasn't old enough to have. He was transported by his fucked up parents with her Carolan in the face looking ass. She should be in jail. She was she took him across the border. She gave him the mentality that he has. She took him to the parties where he was throwing up white power signs and drinking alcohol before he was old enough. And, and, and look at this. CPS hasn't showed up once. There hasn't been a charge waged against her at all. And y'all surprised. You're surprised that that's happening. Kyle Rittenhouse being a supporter of BLM is one of the biggest lies you will ever hear in your life. It's where actions don't meet statements. That's literally what it is. It's it's literally just another problematic white man trying to lean back for sympathy, thinking that he was going to bring us together and then he lost his base following. So to those senators who were out there offering him internships, are you still offering those? Or were you only offering it on the basis that this person might be completely racist like you are? Any senator that offered Kyle Rittenhouse a job should be removed. Any congressperson who offered him a job should be removed because you based his resume on him murdering people for your ideology. 
I'll wait. I'll wait for that to sink in. Let that shit hit you real hard. You based the future of your campaign and offering this job to this little asshole Runyon because he got away with murdering people. You cheered for it on the internet. You made a video. You pushed record. And then you offered this little asshole a job because he murdered someone. Two people. And got away with murdering people. The judge let him pick his own. <laughs> he was allowed to pick his own jurors. He was allowed to stand in the judge's presence without handcuffs. Uh, the prosecution was reprimanded for asking questions that they should have been asking. For stating things the way they should have been. And he was protected the whole time. And all of y'all going to. The, the, there's a group of y'all who are going to stand by and say white privilege doesn't exist. So you didn't watch it. The amount, the level of mental gymnastics it takes to be conservative in the United States nowadays is borderline brainwashed. You are latching on to an ideology because a part of it lends to who you are. And for most of you, the part of it that lends to who you are is the acceptance of white supremacy and racism. You will subscribe to all other kinds of bullshit at your own, like at your own risk, just so you can have this ideology of believing you're superior. Most of you can't even fucking read, put together a complex thought. Most of you, the school system was built for you to thrive on and it has failed you. You don't know enough about the judicial system to have a debate with us about why these things are wrong. And yet and still, here you are, supporters of the bullshit. And to these advocates on our side, you're surprised by all of this. How? How are you surprised about all of this? We know for a fact that black people are five times more likely to go to prison for things that their corresponding dominant race would do and get away with. How do we know this? Because there are white celebrities who have committed crimes that black celebrities would be in prison for life for. Uh, Tim Allen was a fucking drug dealer. Hmm? He's a millionaire now. We don't get to talk about him being a drug dealer because he's so successful now because of the opportunities that were afforded to him based solely upon him being white. He's also a conservative. Who knew? Fuck you, Tim Allen. I said it. You're a piece of shit. Fuck your Santa Claus movies and all that other shit. You shouldn't have had it. Fuck Tool Time. Fuck Tim the Tool Man Taylor. And fuck my man that was looking over the gate because he had to deal with you. You bitch. Um, not to get off on some tangent, I just wanted to send a shout out to that motherfucker. I hope he hears it and responds to me in kind. Fuck you, Tim Allen. What other things can you see in uh, how we throw away drug addicts that are black? People who are addicted to drugs when they're black. Now, if you look at these, uh, they cleaned them up stories and they're off to a bed and they're super successful. Who are the most successful of the drug addicted people that you see on television? Ah, white people. Why? Because we invest more in propping them up and making them better because they have to live up to the standard of superiority. So we can't have downtrodden white people walking around in plain view. So we'll save like a heroin addicted, um, violent offender as long as they're a white person. We will not do that for brown or any, like black or any indigenous. We won't do that for anybody else. Um, we also allow white people to murder every once in a while. Just go off murdering. And what the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict 
signals to other problematic as white people is that they can cross barriers with the intention of taking away someone else's First Amendment right under the guise of self-defense. Kyle Rittenhouse silenced two people in the act of their First Amendment rights because he wanted to defend a structure that he didn't defend. Broken windows, gunshots, all that other stuff. It was only like, if you look at the videos, there was only one group of people walking around with guns. If you bring a gun to a peaceful protest because you believe it's not peaceful, aren't you the reason why it's not peaceful anymore? What do you do when you see a gun? Hmm. We changed the laws regarding firearms because we wanted to protect white men. We changed the laws regarding like education because we wanted to tech, protect white men, their egos, even though they're like the one of the dumbest races of people in the Americas. Stupid as shit. Get a map and ask a hundred conservatives to name a country. Point at it and ask them to name that country. The scope of being a white supremacist leaves you open to ignorance because it shuts you off from learning about anything that wasn't derived by you. To be called savages by savages. White men are such savages that every six years we have to create a loophole in a law to provide them the outlet for their savagery. Kyle Rittenhouse broke several laws crossing the barrier. Crossing the, he broke several laws. We can all agree on that. The slate was wiped clean by his judge. He didn't even want to talk about those things. We took that out of the equation, which then gave him the right to defend himself. He was too young to carry that firearm. It was carried across the state lines. He was given ammunition with it. And he, would wa and he walked into the fray prepared to defend himself. Guess where you wouldn't have had to defend yourself? In your home state. Guess where you wouldn't have had to defend yourself? Learning something. Sitting on a couch somewhere with your fucking latchkey-ass mom. Like, I'm, I'm... I'm tired. And I'm dumbfounded by the situation. But I am not surprised. His ratchet-ass... 38-year-old mom who looks like the fucking... She looks like Carol Ann from Poltergeist. She looks like the lady who's like, Carol Ann, Carol Ann. Like, she's 38 years old. Hatred and ignorance have aged her like cheese curds on a dashboard in the sun. She had no choice but to teach her son ignorance because she didn't know anything else about the world. Everybody wants to be a patriot all of a sudden. You're all patriots, right? Let's call you what you really are. You're the savages that you describe to the rest of the world all the time. When you point at another culture and you call them savages, it is just you projecting what you've always been. Hate mongers. Murderers. Usurpers. Destroyers of cultures. Fearful. 
Because at the base of your defense, you, it's always about fear. You're always afraid when you start a situation. So why start one? White cops killing people, they, they shot because they were afraid for their lives. They were scared. The job's scary. Kyle Rittenhouse claiming that he was afraid for his life. Like, how afraid were you on the drive there? How afraid were you loading up the ammunition? How afraid were you sitting in that chair? Believing the whole time that you would get off because of the color of your skin. White women have even said it. I can't remember the name of the lady, but she was the private jet real estate agent who decided she was going to go to the January 6th insurrection. She literally said verbatim, my hair is too golden and my eyes are too blue to go to prison because I did nothing wrong. I am a white woman. And you motherfuckers are surprised. She was half right. There are certain instances where, like, they get away with those shit. She didn't get away with it because, like, she had to do some time. But even if thinking about it, she didn't have to do that much time. What is she doing, six months? For a terrorist insurrection? If black people were the ones who did that, if indigenous people were the ones who did that, if Latinos or Asians or Muslims, anything that you can consider a minority group that is highly looked down upon in the Americas, which is everything else but white, if they were to have participated in the insurrection, how long would their, uh, their, how long would they be locked up for? How long would they be in prison for? They would go to prison, not these fed um, uh, getaways or these vacation homes or uh, state jails. They would go to a prison. How long would black, brown, indigenous, Asian, Muslim, foreign, how long would they be in prison for, for doing the things that like white-blooded, air quotes, patriots do on almost a daily basis. We have a catalog of white people just being monsters to other people. The internet has provided us with that. And you're surprised by Kyle Rittenhouse being acquitted by a jury that was like 80, what is it, 92% white, picked by him with a, uh, with a partial judge whose bias was on full display, who gave recommendations on what could and could not be said how people could be identified, dehumanized the, the two victims before the trial even started, reprimanded prosecution for asking questions that they normally ask, and you were like, oh, clutching your pearls and shit? Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse got away with murder. He is not the first white man to do so. He's not. He's not even the first white man in this decade that's going to get away with that. He's not the last either. But as the wheels of time and change are turning and more people's eyes are opening, especially in the worldview, the whole world watched what Kyle Rittenhouse did. The whole world watched how he was coddled. The whole world watched how the American justice system has been failing brown, indigenous, Latino, Asian, foreign people for the entirety of its existence. They all got to watch it and they all got to watch it in a matter of 14 days. Change is coming. And regardless of the signal loophole laws that you make, you can't cross the border and kill us all. There's always going to be a voice in opposition of you. You're like it's, it's just a law to try to eradicate us. It's just set up to eradicate us. And you've been feeling at that 
for 400 some odd years for my culture, 600 some odd years for indigenous people, the same amount of time for like Tainos and Latin, Latinos, Latinas, you've been doing the same thing to them. Like, and you haven't gotten rid of any of us. The sooner we all realize that the world is watching y'all and we finally like all band together and start pushing against these legislations and start getting out there in the streets, that's what you're planning for. The whole laws were set up because you see us unifying. You see us joining up. You see, like, if I can use, like, the TikTok, um, if I can use, like, the TikTok platform to describe it, you see a witch talk t talking to indigenous talk, indigenous talk talking to black talk, black talk talking to Latino talk. You see all of that happening. You see the unification happening. And what you're doing is you're banning us on the Internet. You're making us the criminals in those spaces. And now what you're saying is that, in processes where we meet together, our First Amendment right, where we band together, we assemble to, to talk and to demonstrate regarding the, the, the things that are harming us, that you are now giving white men carte blanche to try and kill us, to walk in situations, start uh, uh, altercations, and end them with violence. That's what you're doing. It's transparent. It's not new. It's not original. You, you somehow managed to trick patriots into believing that the First Amendment right only applies to them. And when they do it, treasonous insurrection. When we do it, you sick your own citizens on us. You will. You gave them the right to hit us with cars. Florida did that. Florida is where most of the shit comes from. Florida gave them the right to hit us with cars now, to drive through processions of people just protesting. Uh, now you're giving them car blunts to like, cross state lines to do it. And it's all on the backs of punished white people who did something that we all know that's wrong that you want to protect. You missed. You didn't catch the Proud Boy fast enough, so he has to go to prison for killing someone during a protest. So now this, Kyle Rittenhouse is allowed to cross the border. So now some fucking problematic, incelish, bullshit Proud Boy is going to do the same thing in the future. And are we all going to act surprised when it happens? White men been showing up to the Congress trying to put down pipe bombs, pulling up and, and, and wanting to argue and fight and fight with Congresswomen and men. Bobert's stupid ass on the House floor calling people ISIS and, and like everything about your rhetoric is to dehumanize us to the point where someone is able in their mind to think of violent acts towards them. It's all like part of your design. It's always been part of your design. You take away what we are with your mouth and then you wait for someone else to act on it. So you can go, oh, well, God, well, well, it wasn't because of me. There's a law that protects that. There's a loophole here. Like there's always a loophole for y'all. You know who would find it super crazy? That Kyle Rittenhouse got off. Every woman that's had to defend herself from a sexual assault and killed and killed their assailant. They're all in prison. They couldn't do it. But Kyle Rittenhouse could. The difference between them and Kyle Rittenhouse is they didn't go looking for trouble. They were drawn in to this situation by an abusive attacker or some person who was doing bodily harm to them. And they felt that they had to defend their lives. They didn't seek it out. They didn't look for it. They didn't travel to it. But they're all in prison and Kyle Rittenhouse isn't. Man, let me tell you something. Uh, fuck the judicial system. Fuck allies and fuck any of you allies, especially who were surprised by this. Straight up. Straight up. Um, I want to remind y'all that today's episode is brought to you by the meeting of music and marijuana. 
The song for this episode is Nice Party by the Deftones. Huge influence on my life. And the strain for this episode that you definitely going to need after this episode is over is OG Kush Breath. It is a very high strain. It was called upon. We needed it. It is a 32% THC level on average. Um, OG Kush, also known as OG Kush Breath, is a hybrid marijuana strain that is believed to be a descendant of Girl Scout cookies. This strain provides a heavy head-to-toe effect and is ideal for consumers looking for a long-lasting relief from stress, insomnia, and chronic pain. My chronic pain being watching my people being killed and y'all making laws about it for the last 40 fucking years. Loophole shit. I'm Cameron Eileen um, Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos. Speak my name with the same fucking reverence you would with your fake fucking autumn spells, you fucking pumpkin spice witch. This has been Tranos and the lived experience. The show has been begging you to wake the fuck up for four decades. Fucking asshole.